Hey, Heather, you know, after spending all this time playing Garfield Kart. Oh, yeah. I can't help but notice just how similar it is to Mario Kart. Uh, I'm sorry, Mario Kart? Yeah, Mario Kart. What? The long-running kart racing game series with Super Mario? and Yeah, no, I know who Super Mario is. Hold on, let me Google something. Oh, my God. This is just like that movie yesterday. I've somehow ended up in a world where Mario Kart does not exist. No! 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 We race cars as cats and lap up lasagna while doing laps in Garfield Kart. This week on How Did This Get Played? played the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, alongside Nick Weiger. Hi, I'm Nick Weiger, and next to me is our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello. Oh, there we go, everyone. Hello, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> now the show can begin. I'm really excited about today's show. You know, a lot of li- our listeners uh, stop. We know we have tracking data. They stop listening 12 seconds in. <laughs> they just want the hello, everyone, yeah, to start they, their day. Once they hear hello, everyone, they say hello, everyone back. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, well, that's that's what this is the hello, everyone. I got five paid, stars in the iTunes store. Yeah. I got paid $10,000 recently to uh, do a speaking engagement. <laughs> and I, all I had to say was hello, everyone. Is that true? No. Uh, it well, was $20,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I paid them. I can't wait until you guys do start doing live shows and the audience just like has the most rapturous audience pop. <laughs> right. <laughs> for hello, everyone. Yeah. Be the first time for me. And, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. and then heads for the fire exits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, out. Well, that's all I needed to see. It's just like the Beatle. It's like Beatlemania. <laughs> that's too nice. It's hello mania. Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, we've got a. a, a Fucking terrible game this week. Uh, but what? Oh, okay. A little teaser. A little hint. Mm. I'll just say. Mm. Uh, That's my response. And, uh, you know, before we talk about that game uh, and descend into gaming hell, I think we normally spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. And I think this week, Nick, you're going to be spending 70 seconds Final Fantasy 70 seconds oh. in gaming Midgar. <laughs> Thank you for taking my pitch. <laughs> Heather had fa- Final Fantasy 7D seconds in heaven, in gaming heaven. And then I added, can we make it se- Final Fantasy 70 seconds in Midgar, which she did not like. <laughs> it is a hat on a hat. It's Flat unnecessary. Way. It's gilding the lily. Your clock is ticking, Oh, buddy. so I'm 20 <laughs> seconds in. I played the Final Fantasy 7 remake demo. You are actively not avoiding this demo, even though you're going to play the game and are a big Final Fantasy 7 fan. Yeah, I don't want to play the demo because I don't want to spoil anything. So I will say it's a weird experience playing this level of remake where it's a very involved 
like I, I just remember things from like you start playing Final Fantasy VII, which I played at the time. I played when it came out, and you play this demo, and it looks fantastic. I mean, the, the character models are great, the environments look, look great, but just that you have a fully controllable 3D camera is very. It's just disorienting versus something that a game that famously has fixed cameras with pre-rendered backgrounds. And then just hearing the voice acting, the combat goes from, you know, selecting items on a screen to like a very mashy sort of, uh, you know, pseudo pseudo RPG sort of a, a way of doing things. And it's like, it's it's done. Done. I liked it. <laughs> That's my verdict. Uh, shall we introduce our guest? Yes. Yes. Returning to the show, a writer, actor, and comedian from Camp Nick on Nickelodeon and a noted Garfield enthusiast, Joey Clift is back. Hi, Joey. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Hello, Hello, everyone. everyone. Uh, That's what it's like to hear it. I gotta say, for the record, I'm I'm not a big Final Fantasy VII person. I'm a mm, big Final Fantasy VI person. Yes. Okay. And where, do, have you two beaten Final Fantasy VI? Yes. I, I've beaten, uh, let's see, I basically my my finishing Final Fantasies ends with ten. Same, unfortunately, same, which basically same lines up with when I entered huh. adulthood. But I would I would love to finish 15 and 13 and, and like hey, returns. I'd love to do this. Yeah. Wow. Uh, no. But um huh. I, I played like I played like 30 hours of 12, but I didn't finish it. I will say that that six is probably a series highlight. Yes. It's just so it's just so so good. Yes. Yeah, six to me was like uh, like when I was a kid, I remember that being just like a transcendent experience of like, it's like, oh, this is what you can do with like narrative right. and stuff like that. And like, I was so excited for seven. Like there was a, there was like a Final Fantasy seven billboard outside of my junior high that I would salute every day. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, soldier, you and me, cloud. <laughs> and then like when I played it with just like this level of hype, I was honestly like kind of let down a little bit. Interesting. Cause I was just so, I loved six so much right. that seven could not reach. It's like, it's like, this is probably what it feels like. Like to be a Star Wars fan that like loves the, the original trilogy so much and to see anything that's not as good as that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wonder if there's anyone who can relate to that in this room. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I had a, I had a, uh, so like, I love seven. I, I prefer six. I even would say I like four better as a game than seven, but seven I think is good. I like eight. I'm, I'm a big eight defender. I love Final Fantasy I love eight. eight. That's my favorite PlayStation one Final Fantasy. I love the story and the look of eight. I just didn't really get into the draw system. Mm, mm. Yeah. Like it was just like, as a, like, I, like, I don't know, like, I like the Esper system so much. That, like the draw system was just like, eh, but you, like the story was great. You like, can kind of cheese the draw system. Yeah. I reach, yeah. I reach the point the where story so of eight is, is batshit. It is yeah. wild. It is crazy. Yeah. Like you wouldn't know that monsters are going to come from the moon or that you have to go to outer yeah. space unless you read supplementary material right. on the computers in your classroom. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Which I of course did. Me too. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we had nine. Nine, I think, was also like a big series highlight. Yeah, nine, nine was, sort was of, really great. Nine was kind of like a return to like the the SNES 16-bit yes. era in terms of storytelling, and it was great. I had a similar reaction to nine that you did to seven, which I was so hyped for. We did. We had two hard, basically hard sci-fi slash dystopian right. sort of uh, entries in the series, and then nine was like this return to like this this the steampunk high fantasy approach of the Super Nintendo games. I was so fucking pumped for it, and then it just didn't quite live up to my lofty expectations. But still, a very good game. Right. I had sort of, I think, the inverse. So I have not beaten six. Uh, oh, and I've boy. told the story on on this uh, show that I am I have a save for Sephiroth on seven. Yes, but I'm under leveled and can't beat him. <laughs> uh, so I haven't actually beaten seven. Mm. But then oh. eight through fifteen, I've beaten. I mean, not you can't beat eleven or fourteen, but like eleven, I played for 
two years of my life. Right. Uh, and so I- Eleven was the, that was the massively multiplayer one, right? Yeah, the first right, online right. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so my, like my experience is, uh, it's like the flip of right. what you've gone through. 12 is incredible, man. I, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed 12 and I was engaged by 12. What's the the mechanic where you're going on like hunts or what is it? You're, you're, you've got like a bounty system. Yeah, yeah. You, you I don't can, remember what you, it's called exactly. I think it's just called hunts, but I'm not, okay. I'm I, like, yeah, you, I remember that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's sort of an AI driven battle engine where you create gambits that, uh, determine the sort of like, uh, battle flow for uh-huh. your, for your party. And then you just unleash them on a monster and watch. And then at some point you're like, Oh shit, things are going wrong. So you have to like reorganize stuff on the fly. But I, it was great. It's like managing a baseball team. The, uh, the video game I, simulator. Uh, for monster yeah, those exist. Shit. <laughs> I feel like that was, I had a similar experience with you with, uh, I think final fantasy eight, where I just got so into triple triad. Yeah. But like, I probably played, like I, I probably put a hundred hours into final fantasy eight 90 of those hours was probably triple triad. Wow. And then I just got like exhausted and I was like, oh, I'm done with like, I think I like, I think I died like without saving after playing for five hours. And I was like, eh, I beat triple triad. That's what this game is to me. I, I had a, I had a friend who got sucked in by Blitzball and I was like, oh, Blitzball, Blitzball was great. Oh man, I could not, it did not click for me. What, what, what worked for you about Blitzball? Cause I just felt like it was, I, I just never really got it. I just did the, 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 the amount that was required for me to progress in the story. I, I guess that with Blitzball, Ball. What I liked about it was, um, I honestly like the narrative tie of his uh, dad being um, yes. like a you know a famous blitzball player. And I think that for me, it was just sort of the like, oh, I've got to like. To me, the story of this is, and it turns out this was the story of the game. Is like, uh, it's uh, who was it, Titus? Yeah, Titus. Uh, Titus yeah, 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 that's the main it was character. Like, yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> like even at the start of the game, I was like, oh, it's Titus's story of trying to overshadow or beat his dad. So I was like, oh, so I'm going to do that by having him be the best blitzball player. So that kind of became what the game was to right. me. Huh. So I just like got really, really, really good at blitzball, and I was like, well, he completed his narrative arc. <laughs> Don't have to leave the first town. Good. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, I mean, I could talk Final Fantasy all day. Yeah, we could. Is, we how could. did this? How did this get Final Fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did want to talk a little bit before we get into uh, Garfield and, and cats, as which a topic we're gonna we're gonna dig into I'm very today. Excited. I wanted to talk about. I know you're someone who plays indie games. Is there anything you've been playing in 2020? Oh, actually, that's uh, funny you asked that. I actually wrote a list. Oh uh, wow! Yeah. Uh, so um, wow. indie games that I really dug Holy in shit. 2020. Um, Hypnospace Outlaw. Uh, it's a really great. Um, have you played it? No. I feel like you would dig it. It's um. Basically, the premise of the game is that you're the moderator of a message board, and the game is literally, like, it's cool. It's like, the game is like, the story is you're a moderator of a message board, and you'll get requests that are like, oh, somebody trolled something, or like, you know, somebody like posted something attacking somebody else on this message board. So you've got to like, find their personal website, and it's like 1990s, so it's all GeoCity oh, stuff. yeah. So you have to like, find their website, and like, figure out like, oh, they did like, they made fun of this person on their page, so I'm giving them like, a demerit, which is going to suspend them from the board for a couple of days. Huh. And through it, there's like actually a really, really great narrative for me. It's like probably one of the best stories that I've played in like video games in the past, like probably a couple of years. My um, my jaw has just been dropped the yeah, entire like time. I'm just it. like staring at the uh, Matt's pulled up images yeah. and it's like Y2K aesthetic. Yeah. fucking awesome. It looks well, yeah. great. Yeah, it's like it's just like a love letter to like the late 90s Internet in the form of like. Kind of just like a point-and-click adventure game, kind of with the framer of your, like, uh, a moderator for message board. 
And then, uh, let's see, uh, next up, I got a bunch, guys. Um, he unfurled uh, a scroll. Yeah, he unfurled <laughs> a scroll uh, that is weirdly 8-bit pixel. Um, I really dug into the style of this. Um, kind Words is really good. It's um, it's an indie game that's a massively multiplayer uh, game where the entire point of the game is for you to write kind letters to strangers, like actual strangers. So basically the way that it works is like you can write a letter that's just like, hey, like I'm having a bad day at work or whatever. And then everybody reading, watching the, or playing the game will get that letter and they can write a response to you. That's just like a personalized. Whoa. Yeah. So it's just like spreading kindness. And um, it's really good. It's uh, I think I wrote like an AV Club article about it. So check that out, I guess. Wow. And then uh, the, the fucking next... own it this game. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's, just being, <laughs> it's just like being nice to people. Yeah. Um, I think the objective yeah. is writing sad letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real um, quick, I'll just, I, 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 sorry to interrupt, but on yeah. this topic. So when I worked for Activision, my first job was in customer support. And that mostly involved answering the phone with uh, with angry parents upset that the Xbox game they bought for their son didn't work on the GameCube. So, like, it, it was mostly <laughs> that. It was 90% dealing with angry right. parents. But the one, ta- one task that I got is that people would just write letters into Activision. And oh. they would just, get, they would just like, hand them out to us. Like, hey, can you guys answer these? And sometimes they'd be from kids just, like, talking about, like, how much they, like, loved a game or, like, how much they loved Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> and I was just, like, I, I felt like so – there was the moments where I cared most about my job. I was like, <laughs> I feel like I have to have a, write an earnest response to this person, thanking them for their well, enthusiasm for an Activision product. That rules. Well, that's, that's like, what Kind Words is. is yeah. it, it's the perfect game to play for, like, 30 minutes at the end of the day because it's literally just like responding to like you know a teenager that's just like oh I'm about to graduate high school like I don't know what to do with my life yeah. how, do, how do I feel about that or whatever huh. um, it's just an, uh, it's just a nice game yeah um, and then uh, I'll run through these next ones really quick uh, Overland it's basically like it's an uh, indie game that's basically like a post-apocalyptic XCOM it's like pretty cool Sunless Skies it's like Sid Meier's Pirates but like steampunk so mm-hmm. you're like so instead of having a ship you've got a train uh, XCOM Enemy Within it's not an indie game but I I, uh, recently, like I do a lot of gaming on my iPads. Right. So like, uh, I'd recently got kind of back into that and it's super fun. And then, uh, minute, I think this might be a thing that you guys would dig. It's basically, um, it's, uh, essentially like legend of Zelda top down style action RPG, but you only have, uh, 60 seconds. you like, you're cursed. So every 60 seconds you will immediately die and go back to the start. So it's basically like you have 60 seconds to go through like dungeons to do right. all these things. And then like, once you get to like a point after the dungeon, you'll kind of like get a save point or whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, those are kind of the things I've been playing lately. Those are uh, great. Yeah, yeah. Thank the, you for all the wrecks. When, so when, uh, Matt was Googling these as you were talking and when he searched minute, which is spelled M I N I T. But at first he just typed in minute game, like how you would actually uh, spell it. Like, minute made and it brought up the minute to win it a uh, video game yeah. based off the Guy Fieri show. Uh, that's also that was the next on my list. Oh, okay. I was going to shout out Minute to Win It. That uh, was circled and underlined a bunch on your paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's, the rest of it's just that being circled right. and underlined. Yeah. Show really took a nosedive when they swapped hosts for Apollo Antonio. Oh, no. no shade. Yeah, no shade. Yeah, yeah. But We're still talking about Final Fantasy X, right? We're talking about Final Fantasy X. I've lost all the thread here. What's happening? They got the pro. Uh, so Guy Fieri left the show what, and they replaced what? him with. Wait, he left. He, he left, left the TV show. Diners, drive-ins, and dives? No, no. The show Minute to Win It, oh, which okay. was basically you okay, had let's it. start over. Matt's catchphrase is, hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he says at the top of the show, people cheer. Okay, great, great, great. Yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. So he had another show? He had another. He had several shows. They gave that man more shows? <laughs> I'm a Guy Fieri defender. Yeah, so. I don't think he has enough shows. Yeah. I, no, I mean. He put him I on just, TV. I have no idea. So he's, yeah, he's very popular, and he's a very charismatic host. He had the show Minute to Win It, and it was a... 
it was a it was on NBC, and it basically involved a very menial challenge that someone would have to do in a minute wor- minutes worth of time. So it'd be like stack 80 cups in one minute and you see someone try to frantically do this. Huh. And then if they did it, they'd win a shitload of money um, or like flip a water bottle and have it land right side up on, on a, on a small stool. Huh. It was all things like that. It was, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting what, concept. What but a charming show. Then they swapped yeah. out hosts for Apollo Antonono, the pro ice skater. Okay. That is just like, as a, uh, I'm sure you guys relate to this, as a TV writer, I see concepts like that and I'm like, oh yeah, that's probably real easy to do. Yeah. Like, that's, a, that's a good way to fill 30 minutes. Yeah, right? Yeah, you just need a hundred cups. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're, I know you're a, a, a not just a, a Garfield enthusiast, cats at large. You are a, you are a big time feline fan. Um, oh yeah, yeah, so uh, I'm very excited to talk about cats. Yay. Uh, cats and video games are my two loves. Um, is, so. is there a, is there, are there any cats in video games of note that come to mind besides our, our orange friend Garfield? Um, cats in video games to note, uh, probably uh, Kate Sith slash Cat She from Final Fantasy VII. Um, other than that, um, I mean, there definitely are, I feel like there were a couple of cats in, I mean, once again, this is like, Weird indie games where you can select a cat as your partner, which, where it's basically like you have a choice between a cat or a dog. Yes. And the dog can attack people, and the cat just meows sometimes. And right. I'm like, oh, I'm all team cat all the way. Um, so, uh, there was an indie game a while ago where you played as a cat knocking shit off of shelves. Oh, yeah, that was like a mm, yeah. VR game. Yeah. It's also like Cat Quest is like a cat JRPG. Um, like, uh, yeah, what other good cat games are there. Uh, so you mentioned Final Fantasy 7. There is Kate Sith yeah. who is the giant Moogle yeah. with the cat who controls him sitting on top of his head like some kind of brain parasite. And then there is also the, I don't, is it an actual Moogle or is it a what? Um, so uh, the big, the big guy, the big thing. So is. that's but, enchanted, isn't it? It's no, enchanted. No, no, the, okay. The deal is, is that um, Kate Sith is actually controlled by a guy who works at Shinra, and right. you you meet him. A spoiler. Uh, you meet him <laughs> later in the game as like he's just like behind a computer, and he's like, "Hey, so like this is a robot I control." Oh, I thought it was. I thought the cat on top of the Moogle was real, and that the Moogle was enchanted. But that he would, I don't remember, it's, it's been a fucking oh, yeah, forever. I think, it's all, I, I think it's all controlled by like just a guy who works at Shinra who's like, mm. you know, he's like on your side, but right. like he's like doing it secretly. Uh, there's thought, wait, there's also a, a go on what you're saying? But I thought, oh, can I spoil? I, I don't want to, I don't know how to, how do you unspoil a game that's been out for like fucking 25 years? So people are going to be, maybe they've never played Final Fantasy VII. They're going to be approaching the Final Fantasy VII remake for the first time, how do we handle this exactly? Right, because I, I, I think if you're not going to spoil a major plot point, you're probably safe. I feel like I'm about to spoil a major plot point. Okay, so I guess I can't. Mm. It's the, this is not the final fantasy. There are fantasies <laughs> after it. Your subsequent fantasies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spoil, say it, and then if we if you get freaked out about it later, we'll edit it out. Well, I I thought that it was. It turned out that Kate Sith was a spy. That he was a bad guy. That's my memory of it. I don't think. I mean, you could be right because I, I also feel crazy. Th- same deal. I also haven't played it in you know what, like twenty five years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I mean, I don't think because so, like Kate, when you're fighting Sethroth, you can fight Sethroth with Kate. Yeah, Sith, no, right? yeah. I, he he's like you find out that he's a bad guy and then he he joins your team. Yes, I think you are both right. Oh. And, and, and yes, he has a Shinra affiliation. I'm looking at the Final Fantasy uh, .fandom .com website, and uh, Reeve character uses Kate, Sp- Kate Sith to spy on Cloud and his allies and report back to Shinra. So that's that's the Shinra tie right there. There it is. Oh, okay, got it. There it is. We've 
I feel nothing. Uh, the, um, I also uh, <laughs> I also got to give a shout out to the um, unreleased Socks the Cat Super Nintendo game. Oh right, uh, hey. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was like Socks like Cat on the I forget what the exact name of it, but uh, it's, uh, yeah. So if you're uh, if you're if you're a Bill Clinton fan or a Clinton fan and you like his cat Socks, you could play you. Could have played a video game with him <laughs> if they actually released it. Did the ROM ever leak on that? I'm sure the ROM leaked on it. Oh, you know what? It's this is this is saying that Socks the Cat ro- rocks the hill. It seems to imply that the Super Nintendo version did in fact hit shelves, but the Sega Genesis version was canceled. Which I wonder if that's true or not. We Who should knows? try to get our hands on this. There are some screenshots though, so I have to mo- imagine the ROM is out. I mean, there's there a review in Nintendo Power for the game. Yes. So. And it sucks, apparently. It's a 3.25. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I guess we got to do it in uh, perhaps an upcoming election year. Um, yeah. Uh, um, I, feel like the person that, I feel like the person that reviewed that game has a strong right-leaning agenda <laughs> in other review games. Or a strong dog-leaning agenda. Uh, uh, other, uh, other Final Fantasy-affiliated cats, because you mentioned there are two in Final Fantasy VII. They're of consequence. The other yeah. is Red 13. Oh, Red 13, of course. Yeah. fucking cool uh, uh, red cat. Who you can't play as in the remake. What? You can't play as him. That was announced this week. That's what? insane. You can't play as Red 13. I got to cancel my pre-order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And also Kimari, rather, uh, who is the big blue cat creature in Final Fantasy X. I really another like, one. I really like the Sony cat, whose name I can't think of at the moment. Wait, the Sony cat? Like, there was a Sony, there was a, a cat that was a Sony mascot? Yeah. Are you thinking of Crash Bandicoot? No. So there, in Japan, there is a cat. There is uh, Toro Inoue. Uh, he's their like mascot in Japan and he had on the PlayStation 3 a news program where every day he would he would give you the news like in a little uh, like not right. a cartoon but like in a pre-rendered sort of environment and I have a little statue of him on my uh, on my desk Aww. I like that guy that cat's cute as hell yeah he's a fucking good looking cat yeah I love that cat <laughs> I mean I love every cat <laughs> even um, the cats in Garfield cart should uh, I transition into the please game please do all right. Well, guys, there it is. This week's game is Garfield Kart. I'm so excited. An animal and human kart racing game published by Microids and developed by Artifact Studios. Game is based on the Garfield Show, which is based on the American comic strip Garfield, which is based on the creator Jim Davis' desire to dominate the world of licensing. <laughs> uh, it was released in November 2013 for uh, iOS and Android, and then on tw- in 2015 and 3DS and Steam now. Other games of 2013, to put this game in context, oh, right. it's been a couple of years. The Last of Us. Wow. Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> wow. Super Mario 3D World. Grid 2. Like, those were the big... Yeah. And topping them all at the top of the mountain <laughs> on his uh, orange uh, tail Garfield Kart. So it, we we played Garfield Kart. Joey, did you play Garfield Kart at time of launch, or did you just come around to it recently for this play, for um, this uh, podcast? I, I honestly, I came around to it recently. It's definitely a game that like was in my, just as a, a big fan of Garfield. Right. Um, it was definitely in my purview, but like... I just kind of never got around to it. Um, so I'm like, I was very excited to come on the show. It's just an excuse to play Garfield Kart. <laughs> what did you, what is your, so you, as you say, you're a big Garfield fan. Did you, wait, did the comic strips? Wait, none of us, none of us leapt on Purview? None of us leapt on it? Oh, oh th- fuck. I gave Purview. I gave Heather yeah. sort of yeah, knowing. I was, I was like waiting for it to happen. Nobody Thank said anything. It was a wide open lane. Matt, yeah. I'm disappointed that you didn't jump <laughs> I, on this, I did man. look yeah. at Heather and then quickly look back at the microphone <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh, uh, I guess, uh, full disclosure. 
exposure. Uh, I used to host a monthly talk yes. show at UCB where I just interviewed celebrities about their cats. It was called Chats on Cats with Joey Clift, and Matt was my co-host. That's right. I was the Ed McMahon to this cat yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, This was yeah. like 2018, 2017. I was say, this was uh, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, was, uh, this was the 90s. Yeah. Uh, Socks the Cat was the house band. It was great. Um, on Bill's saxophone. Yeah, yeah. You When you write for a cat-themed talk show, you, re- you get really good at cat puns. Right, It yeah. just becomes your language. It's that same... Um, Disease you get for having too many cats. Oh, it's toxoplasmosis, one hundred percent. Just t- comedy writer toxoplasmosis. Um, but you, okay, so you're asking yes, my when, Garfield fandom. Yeah, when did that begin? Because I uh, love Garfield as a kid. Was it was that the case with you? So uh, I definitely was somebody that grew up being uh, just a really big fan of cats in general. Got it. So uh, Garfield just kind of became kind of an extension of that. If I I feel like either my mom bought me just like a Garfield book growing up, or I just like saw one at the library and I was like, oh, a cat, I'm on board. (laughs) And um, like, I remember uh, reading it and becoming just a really big fan. I feel like I got a lot of like, you know, Garfield year calendars. And then that kind of like got me into the far side and a lot of other, you know, like non-cat comics, which I guess are fine. And um, then into adulthood, I definitely just like became somebody that like loved Garfield, but also just loved trolling Paws Inc. So uh, (laughs) like this was like 2016. I changed my Twitter handle from Garfield to Garfield official the day that I realized that the Garfield Twitter account was not verified. Mm. And then I just proceeded to tweet like Garfield facts every couple of days. (laughs) And it was just like Garfield fact seven, uh, Odie is a dog or whatever. (laughs) And then like, and then while I was doing this, I saw that the Garfield Twitter account was doing an official Q&A with Garfield called hashtag ask Garfield. And I was like, oh, if I just like there's their accounts not verified. So if I just answer the questions before they do, nobody's going to be able to tell the difference between me and the real Garfield <laughs> account. So I did it and like uh, got blocked by the Garfield Twitter account and it got write ups in like the AV club and stuff like that. It was super fun. Um, but uh, one of the things I was able to do in that is um I, tro- I kept on trolling at Olive Garden about how they should send me free stuff. And they sent me a DM and uh, thought I was the real Garfield account. And they were like, oh, we'll send you a catered meal, right, to Paws Inc. And I was like, this feels like fraud. That's not me. <laughs> but I'll take free Olive Garden. And they sent me a $20 gift card for lasagna. Hey, not great. bad. Yeah, 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 Specifically for lasagna? I mean, they didn't say it was for lasagna. But, like, look, we all knew what yeah. it was for. <laughs> if you, if yeah, you got yeah. some penne and tried to run that um, card, it would get de- declined. And then uh, a couple years later, I tried to get Jim Davis to record a video for Chats on Cats Mm -hmm. and his assistant was very nice and she said yes and then five minutes later responded with like wait a second Jim Davis does not have time for that so I think that they might have googled me and been like wait a second we can't (laughs) like this guy's wasting Jim Davis troll yeah yeah hold on we did get a a famous uh, cat cartoonist to do oh, something, yeah. right? Yeah, we got the current cartoonist for Heathcliff to- Oh, my uh, God. He was Uh-oh. very nice. Yeah, like, yeah, no, like Garbage Ape. I know, we're, we're Heathcliff both Heathcliff is guys. Oh, no. Wild. Yeah, yeah. Heathcliff is out of control. Heath- I love Heathcliff. I So Nick, it's- We're going to spend the next 45 minutes in Nick's land of Heathcliff. We're not going to we're not gonna spend too much time on Heathcliff, but I will say that- <laughs> I feel like we tag each other. I feel like I've tagged you in a couple of, like, when a new Garbage Ape comes yes. out. Yeah. Uh, garbage Ape is a fascinating character and the Nick is taking off his clothes like he's got hypothermia (laughs) 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 okay so here is the today the Garfield strip for the day we're recording it is a it is Garfield standing on his porch with his hand covering his eyes in shame Next to two kids, and in the foreground 
is a robot squatting over to pet a dog. And the one of the kids says, his robot is a dog person. Nailed it. What is going on there? Wait, that's the Garfield or the Heathcliff? That's the Heathcliff. Oh, Did I say Garfield? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Garfield. so sorry. This is yeah, the yeah. Heathcliff for today. So, so Heathcliff's watching a robot pat a dog and the kids are saying... That 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 his robot's a dog person, and and Heathcliff appears to be ashamed of it. Here's another one. They're <laughs> <laughs> just railing through. Yeah. Heathcliff is in front of a fish store with so so much of the here's here's the main thing you need to know aesthetically about Heathcliff's is the strips involve the convention is the strips involve Heathcliff doing an activity and two human bystanders commenting on what's happening. That's basically what every Heathcliff looks like. So on, on go comics, the Heathcliff for March 7th, which is, which is Saturday. Uh, the Sunday strip is, is it's whole, a whole another thing. It's Heathcliff snowboarding on a fish in front of a fish store and a cop says to the fish store owner, I hear it may become an Olympic event. Nailed it. What Great. is the what is going on? I don't know. So, uh, honestly, what I think is going on is Heathcliff Comics originally started, um, you know, they were just like kind of the Sunday comics of the time where it's yeah. like there would be a setup and a joke. And Heathcliff actually predates Garfield by a couple of months. He does. It's like Hydrox and Oreos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and I think it was, I don't think that anybody was copying anything else. It was just like, it just happened to yeah, time out that mutual way. mutual invention. And um, like nowadays, I feel like, it, it's it speaks to the state of I think daily you know Sunday comic strips and daily comic strips for newspapers, in that it's like you can just get subversive and insane and nobody's telling you no. Right. So I really think that the deal with Heathcliff is he's just a comedy writer that like is trying to get away with as much as he can because like so many of the strips are like like you said it's like garbage ape will be walking down the street and the the text will be like well there goes garbage ape or whatever. <laughs> What's like, going on? And it's like that's the joke. It's a big gorilla holding a trash can. You're like, what? <laughs> and I need some more context. Here, I'll, I'll, last one I'll do because this pertains like, to this I podcast. I think that he's just having, I think that he's just getting away with as much weirdness as he can. It's just tonal absurdism that, that doesn't really have exactly. a traditional punchline. Cool. Uh, but it can be maddening if you try to dissect it because that's really all that's going on. So this is a suburban couple. I'll turn this around so everyone can see this. So this is a suburban couple standing in front of their house and Gar- uh, Heathcliff is walking away with his backside facing us. And on his backside is a tattoo that reads, Game Over. Oh, so he stole my tattoo? And the caption is, he stole my tattoo. That is literally wow, I didn't what, read that. I just what said the that. Midwest dad is saying to his wife. I'm assuming that I'm inferring their relationship I think, there. I think this he stole me, my tattoo. I think this has taught me that I should be writing Heathcliff. <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's pivot from Heathcliff to Garfield. What does that mean? I don't know. He's got a game over tattoo on his ass, and oh. the dad is upset that they that that was his idea. He was also going to get a game over tattoo on his ass. Oh, I, mean, I thought it meant he stole it off of his body. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, that's possible. Well, it's possible. That's I mean, what they meant. I thought dad had a game over tattoo, which has already got me reeling. Yes, <laughs> and then Heathcliff managed to take the tattoo yes. from the well, man's body and some apply sort it. of non consensual skin graft. Yeah. yeah, I mean to be fair, Heathcliff's ass was covered in blood on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real gnarly. Scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like face off. Uh, so 
but beyond Garfield Kart, which I which I we have a lot to discuss about. But <laughs> do you like kart racers? Do you, were you a Mario Kart guy? Um, I mean, I definitely grew up being a really big Mario Kart fan. I was the type of person that like when Mario Kart sixty four came out, I like didn't have a ton of friends that like also kind of were into video games as Got much it. as I was. So I would literally hang out at like the Fred Meyer near where I lived, near the Mario Kart kiosk for the Nintendo 64 and just hustle people. <laughs> so like I didn't, I didn't like take money from anybody, but like it's just whenever anybody would like walk up to it, I would like pretend like I was reading something and then be like, oh, I would also like to play. <laughs> and then I would beat them and then just be like, yeah, I did it quietly to myself. <laughs> so it, this is, I would say. A very direct clone of Mario Kart. One hundred percent. It's so. It, it, there's so much of it is just one to one. Right down to the 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 way that the steering. Right. That like the the drifting works right. on, a, yes. on a quarter. Yeah, you jump, exact you turn, same mechanic. The power you slide mechanic. Wiggle you wiggle to get a boost off. Yes. Yeah. You pick up uh, bonuses from uh, rolling over candy instead of question blocks. Why candy? Do, does candy have any pertinence to Garfield? I think that that's a lot of my like issue with the game. Is I feel like it's. It's just so clearly like a reskin of a generic kart racing right. game that there's like no effort to like, there's no effort to like Garfield anything up. Give me some fan service. Yeah, exactly. There's like no fan service you in mean, this game. You mean Garfield doesn't spend uh, four out of eight eight levels in the desert? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I just want it to at least give it to me the game refusing to load on a Monday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> at least give me that. <laughs> Uh, so, all right, like there are eight characters in this game. We can get into them. The eight characters are Garfield, John Arbuckle. Those are the only two that you can play as when you start the game. Then Very you can disappointing. Up <laughs> especially because John is the best character in the game. So you can mm, choose. Someone argue Odie is OP. Okay. <laughs> Garfield, John Arbuckle. Then you unlock Odie, Liz Wilson, Nermal, Arlene, Squeak, Harry, and Spider. Can I say something about Harry? Yep. Who the fuck is Harry? Has <laughs> Harry been in Garfield you remember, before? You don't remember the classic Garfield character, Harry? <laughs> Harry? What? Uh, I have his bio here if you want yes, it. Please. Oh, yes, please. All right. Yeah. Harry's a cat who Garfield often encounters. Usually in the series, Harry is shown as his frenemy. Uh, he's very badly behaved. Uh, he does not have as much morality as uh, as Garfield. Mm. Harry. Harry loves to eat birds. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a little bit about uh, about um, Harry. I'm disappointed that they didn't use uh, John's uh, roommate that, that existed for the first year of the comic strip, <laughs> Lyman. <laughs> he was just a guy that lived with John for the right. first year, and then he just disappeared. He's like uh, he's like. Calvin's dad's brother in uh, Calvin and Hobbes right. was around for like just like yeah just like the first uh, one storyline and then never resurfaced. Right, they could they could have had some like U.S. Acres characters, a yeah. pig or something. But Harry has appeared in many 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 episodes of the Garfield show. Okay, so he's a cartoon character, yeah, he, not he, a strip character. Yeah, he he has been in in all four seasons of the Garfield show in multiple episodes. So it, since this game is sort of based on the cartoon and not the strip, maybe that's where. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I feel like that's. Fuck, am I defending this? Like, like I played the game, and then I was, I definitely had a lot of the same questions. So I did like go go do a lot of research into it, and it made a little bit sense that this is this isn't based on kind of the Garfield that we know and love. This isn't no. based on you know the the Garfield cartoon from when we were kids. It is based on like you know a, a French made cartoon from like. Yeah, the mid-2000s to the mid-2010s. So there are a lot of characters where it's like, oh, yeah, like Harry. Right. He's like, you know, like all the kids who watch the Garfield show love Harry. But like us as Garfield fans are like, what? Yeah, it's like when you if you watch like a modern 
Sesame Street and there's like it's like Rudy is there. And you're like, who is there's a Muppet right. named Rudy now? What is <laughs> right. this about? You're just a little a little disoriented by it. The most disorienting thing for me is when I looked up John Arbuckle's age and he's 70 years old. <laughs> that feels <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. That doesn't feel like canon. He that was, feels like someone he was born July 28th, 1950. Okay, I guess if you're extrapolating from the characters, <laughs> like when the character I, I think that his originated. His, I think his his human age is supposed to be like he's like 29 or something like that he's younger than me <laughs> i had the exact same reaction what on earth he's my age that's <laughs> like when you learn when you like for me like watching seinfeld and then you're just like wait george costanza is 30 in this episode <laughs> yeah i think what on earth i think homer simpson is supposed to be like 37 yeah He's somewhere. He's hovered somewhere between thirty six and thirty nine in various seasons. But yeah, he's very much a late thirties guy. So uh, yeah, you you reach the Homer. I've reached both the Homer age and weight recently. Which is really, <laughs> really upsetting. Yeah, and you've also used dough as your catchphrase. That's true. I am saying that a lot. I mean, well, something that's interesting to me about Garfield Cart is like the Garfield comic strip originally started as like counterculture in the late seventies to kind of like hippie culture. So when like have a nice day was such a big thing, Garfield was counter to that because he was like, Mondays suck and I hate my job as a cat or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, you know, so it, it, like Garfield has hit this point where the counterculture has become such a mainstream that there is counterculture to the counterculture. So um, an example to that would be like, do you guys know like uh, like Gorfeld or like yes. he's like Garfield, yeah. but is a horror movie character? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and there's, you know, Garfield minus Garfield and so many other things where it's like that's kind of the inversion of Garfield, which was already the inversion of something else. Yeah. Real field. I remember saying. Yeah. Is, yeah obviously I'm, Lasagna Cat. I'm sorry, John. The oh, yeah. Subreddit? That's a subreddit. Yeah. That's yeah. a subreddit that was like inspired by Gorefield. Yeah. Um, which is if you if you're a Redditor at all and you've not checked out, I'm sorry, John, uh, be prepared to be delighted and genuinely horrified. <laughs> I think it's like, if you want to watch uh, comic strips of Garfield and John fucking while covered in lasagna, <laughs> that is truly the place for you. <laughs> um, but like, I think Garfield cart is confusing to me because like, it's not subverting anything. Right. It just is Garfield driving a go-kart. It's not like a, a commentary on kart racing games. Um, so Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, what about the what about the titles of the of the levels themselves? That, Is, isn't that subversive? Cats I mean, in the hood. That that felt like the one place <laughs> where like they even injected just the slightest bit of like comedy into it. Sure, it's like the character descriptions because I think that Garfield's character description is just like he's a lazy cat or whatever, yeah. and John's was just like I don't know, like he's real doofy or whatever, you know. Yeah, we have. I mean, we have some some funny, you know, course titles like Cats in the Hood, which yeah, I mentioned hilarious. Country Bumpkin. Crazy Dunes. And of oh. course, Prohibited Sight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, was a big enough fan of this game that I watched through the entire credits, and I don't think Jim Davis's uh, name is in the credits of this game. Oh my God. <laughs> it feels like an So oversight. that magic Jim Davis touch is not on this game, I don't think. <laughs> he took his name off. <laughs> I feel like I recall, I mean, like the joke I made at the beginning about the licensing stuff, I feel like that was based in reality. Yeah. Like, wasn't he like aggressive with licensing in the 80s and 90s? I mean, I feel like he still is. I actually, another me trolling Garfield story. Um, I tried to see if I can get the license to Garfield for like a Dungeons and Dragons Garfield knockoff <laughs> like last year or something. And uh, I think it was called like lasagnas and normals or something like that. Uh, I had very thinly uh, 
figured out rules. One of them was if you roll a D6 six and it gets a one, then it's a Monday and you have to take a massive stat debuff. <laughs> um, but like, they didn't give me the license. And oh, I was just like, I think I even responded with like, come on, you give everybody the license. <laughs> I'll give you a hundred dollars. This idea is too creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're uh, listening to this and you work at Pausing, sorry about the Twitter thing. Give me the license for a game. Uh, so the, the it's very, it, much like, again, everything is very one-to-one with Mario Kart. It's divided into cups, the lasagna cup, the burger cup, there's a pizza cup, and then ultimately there is the unlockable ice cream cup, which I did not get to. There's also the same speed difficulties, yes. which is uh, 50, 100, and 150 CC. Is CC just a go-kart term? Or is that I a Mario no Kart term? It's a cool cat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because it's CC in Mario Kart too. I, I was yeah. I was really blown away at how much of the game is just ripped off of Mario Kart. It, it reminded me of this this game. You remember Great Gianna Sisters, which was a which was a clone of Super Mario Brothers back in the. 80s for I believe PC and Commodore 64. I don't uh, comedy Commodore 64 is like a kind of a blind spot for me. Um, so I do tell. We do have a little clip of it here. You can see we'll play a little bit of this, and you'll see just how one to one this is with Super Mario Brothers. It really is just that exact same gameplay. So we've got like a a blonde girl character who is your you, who you control. Wow! You run up, you hit star blocks, and uh, diamonds come out. And then oh, there like is a, a Moomba. Yeah, it's not a, a Goomba, a Moomba. <laughs> it's a Goomba who looks like an owl. That's what it is. And then you're hopping over pipes that have a middle segment for some reason. God, the music is awful in It's this. really <laughs> terrible. This game is actually decently regarded because it was one of the better platformers of... Uh, on on Commodore 64 Ugh. because it was just a transparent rip off of Super Mario Brothers. Were any of you like TurboGrafx-16 fans or did you have a TurboGrafx? <sighs> no, I wish. No. I always coveted one. Yeah, I saw the commercials and I was like, oh man. Well, yeah, I feel like that just this kind of reminds me of Bonk's Adventure. Oh, yeah. Where it was right. like Bonk's Adventure. He, that was kind of the Mario and the Sonic of the TurboGrafx 16. And it was just like, I never, I, I think I might have played it at a friend's house or something, but it was just like, oh, this is like an alternate reality Mario Brothers. Right. You know, because his only, head got really big. His head oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. huge. I did, I played that one a little bit on emulator later in life, and I did actually enjoy it a little bit. And I like the character design. I like that giant headed uh, yeah. caveman. The, uh, I, 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 I want to admit one thing. Which is that we talked about power sliding and drifting. Yeah. So you learned this in the tutorial. I'm very glad I wasn't live streaming this because I had some difficulties with a Garfield Kart tutorial. <laughs> I, I, I reached a point where I couldn't because I just misread something. And I thought it said like it was telling you to generate blue lightning, which is what happens when you're drifting, when mm-hmm. you're power sliding. Yeah. But blue lightning also comes out of your cart's tires when you go, right. go over a uh, one of those arrows that are on the track. And so uh, one of those speed boosts. And so I thought that's what I was supposed to do. So I was just doing laps in the tutorial, repeatedly doing that, trying to advance the next thing. And it wasn't it wasn't happening. And eventually I had to look up what I was supposed to achieve. I did not play the tutorial at all and didn't even know that one existed. (laughs) You're like, I don't need this. Well, I just started the game and I was like, I wonder how similar. And then everything (laughs) was exactly the same. It all is one to one. You're almost better served by not playing the tutorial. You fire pies or pies or turtle shells. Right. Uh, Here is the. Garfield cart math. Pies, pies are turtle shells, yeah. like you're saying. Okay, uh, lasagna is uh, is a is a mushroom, mushroom boost. 
Uh, perfume is a star. It's like an invincibility. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. invincibility. The spring is different. There was no spring. This, I think kind of like the feather. Yeah, but this, the problem with the spring is that like you sh- you shoot it out. You don't like use it as a it's right. Like you, you it's a it's an obstacle you create for people. Is it like a banana then in Mario Kart? You can use it to give yourself a speed boost, or you can use it to to stop uh, someone else, which is confusing. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. actually it is kind of like a like a hybrid banana slash. Uh, slash feather, depending on how you just use I think, it. Uh, part of my issue with Garfield Kart is I was playing it on a Mac, so like on a keyboard. Yes, and like to there uh, to uh, shoot something behind you was like you press one button, and to shoot it in front of you was like three buttons simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So like I ran into that a lot, where it's like every pie that I fired fired backwards. Mm. Um, and like there are also so many just confusing things of like. Why is lasagna a speed boost? Wouldn't that weigh you down? <laughs> One would think so. I at least I was I was more comfortable with that than some of the others because I just was like, okay, lasagna at least. Yes, Mario eats mushrooms in the same way that Garfield eats lasagna. That's yeah, I guess lasagna that, does make Garfield bigger. So like, yeah, it works. But the never mind. The programmers of this game are geniuses. <laughs> but like the UFO, I was like, I was just trying to remember. Are there aliens in Garfield? There are in a couple of strips. I okay. think. So I guess that is a thing. Uh, but then like, it's like I feel like aliens were a thing in uh, the kind of the cartoon. I remember there being an alien got episode it. of Garfield. And, and then the perfume, I was just like, I don't know what that is all about. Garfield smells great. There's also <laughs> uh, um, a, uh, a magic wand. Oh, right. And I do like the mechanic on the magic yeah. wand where it switches you in that place. So yeah, if that's you're cool. in second and you hit somebody or if somebody in fourth hits you, then they become in fourth and right. you become in second. I think that's a pretty cool additional power up yeah that's yeah. kind of cool and i like that the that the lakitu is a, a spider who is like you know the, the guy who serves that purpose the guy who gives you the uh, you know the warnings and the uh, uh like because that's like a, the spider is a big thing that that pops up recurringly in garfield it's always a thing he's trying to like why wouldn't the attack. speed boost be a giant cup of coffee that oh there it is <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> You cracked it. You solved this game. That's Nick the is, that's the big issue. Nick is pulling his hair out. <laughs> no coffee. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's it's ripping a, coffee. He's ripping notes up. <laughs> like I, spent ten, I spent 10 years figuring this out. I feel like the thing we do in this show a lot uh, is like, hey, uh, what do you guys know about Garfield? Uh, he, yeah. uh, he likes lasagna. Yeah. And that was as far as the list got. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even get to yeah. hating Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, mo- like, there's not, there's nothing, like, nothing else happens. Yeah. Likes lasagna, and then they were like, oh, hold on, I got I to pull in this, this other meeting or something. Like uh, loves the desert, has yeah. to go to the desert four times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big desert guy. His best friend is Harry. Uh, I hope that the reason for that is that they just misspelled dessert on the production doc. Oh, and the my programmer, God. And the programmer was just like, well, I guess he likes deserts. Oh, my God. Yeah, him going through some food-based worlds would, uh, food, would, food-based would, would totally, totally track. Uh, the one, you mentioned the controls on keyboard. I used an X. Xbox controller, but one maddening thing, also playing it on Steam, I played it on PC, is that it has a quote-unquote partial controller support, meaning you need a mouse and keyboard to navigate the menus. Yeah. The oh. UI you can't use your controller for, yeah. which I feel like if I had... If this game is, is for children, most I imagine that's the demographic kids who watch this cartoon. I feel like the the demographic for this game is people who are into the meme, the the ironic enjoyment of this terrible game. That's what it ultimately became. But I think the intended audience originally was probably kids, and it I was, feel like this is a thing you need mom and dad to help you get through the menu. Well, yeah, so it was, you get it was to play fans the of the Garfield show, which right. like I watched a couple of episodes of for it um, and to research this show, and also just for my own enjoyment. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's definitely like a game, a show geared toward preschoolers. So oh. it's like preschool Garfield. Preschool Garfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> that's, that's like that. I don't know. That surprises me since the tone of Gar- Garfield, the comic is so like specifically like yeah. young adult, not young adult, like, oh, kids don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But it's a, like if I was a preschooler, why would I care about a guy in his apartment? Well, because I think as Garfield's I, I think it's just like a very on a very superficial level. Garfield's cute. And if you like cats, you're like, hey, it's a car. It's like it's like my cat. I mean, that's that's how I got into Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the uh, so it's a little clunk. The game is a little clunky, but I will say when you actually get in the gameplay, it's not terrible. It's an okay kart racer. It's playable. Like with like so many of the games we play on the show are just like uh, just messes and just absolute garbage. And this one, you you can drive ride a cart around a track and ultimately win a race and it's gives you some satisfaction i guess it's not an abomination i guess so here my experience of the game was that it felt like you were riding rides in an empty disneyland right like it was it was like sort of boring it It is very boring it was pretty but the music was sort of off-putting and there was enough time between interactions that i had like moments of self reflection, <laughs> <laughs> like it. It just felt. It felt like I was in a in a an, in a fun place after something terrible had happened. Got it. And and that's like, it feels it feels like the skeleton of a game that was never finished, or sure. like a demo or something. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty thin, and uh, but I but I feel like it's it's still playable. But you're right. There's not a lot of life in this world. Honestly, your pitch of Garfield Kart being about a sad place where something fun did happen is like a huge, that makes me want to play it. It's like, oh, it's like a desolate, yeah, it's like an abandoned theme park. Yeah, that's what it, I mean, yeah. and, and I guess until recently there wasn't online multiplayer. So like you could only play it by yourself. Yes, th- that came they, they, about. Yeah, they did an expansion, a sequel to it that was basically just a reskin of the game with four new levels plus multiplayer. Garfield yeah. Kart Furious Racing, which came out in 2019. So then the enjoyment of this game is not, it, it's, it's just you playing these tracks over and over again? I guess so. Oh I, and try, God, you know, trying to get achievements, trying to unlock everything. I don't know. That's how I played Super Mario Kart. Like I played it against my brother, but I also just tried to progress through the campaign. See, I, I have a question. How... Like, how much time did you, did both of you put into Mario Kart? Or uh, Garfield Kart, I mean. Garfield Kart, in terms of actual gameplay, yeah. I put about an hour and change into it. And then I was sort of like, I got it. I, I put in less than an hour. Okay. Uh, because I was just like, okay, I I get this. Uh, and then I watched probably two hours of other people playing Yeah, I watched it. a bunch of gameplay uh, playthroughs. So uh, for me, I I was genuinely excited about playing this game, and I kind of set aside a night to get really into it. But then five minutes in, I got horrible motion sickness. <laughs> oh, man, really? Uh, to the point, like, I don't, I get it sometimes with, like, first-person games with, like, me too. With, with, like, bad frame rate. And this just, like, hit it for me. But I also, like, knew that, like, I was excited to come on the show and play it and, like, talk about it. So I just, like, I, I literally stood up from my couch in my living room, paced around a little bit, and thought to myself, am I willing to throw up to play Garfield Kart? <laughs> and I went to my kitchen, grabbed a pot from my kitchen, <gasps> Walked over to my couch, set it down next to my MacBook, and then just continued to play Garfield oh Kart. Fuck. And it was like, I, I only played, I played it for probably about an hour, but that was with like breaks. Right. It, um, so uh, yeah, like after every, of the four races, after every race, the first race, I like put a pot in front of me that I was like, I might throw up in this pot. The second race, I needed to just like lay down in a dark room with like a washcloth oh on my, my head for a bit. It finally got to the last race and I was like, 
okay, I really feel sick and like dizzy. So I finished the last race while sitting on my bathroom floor. (laughs) And I was like, and like, as I was finishing it, I was just like, I might throw up finishing this race, but I finished, got in first place, won the like 50 CC lasagna trophy. And I was like, you know what? This is worth it. (laughs) So like I really this was my just to use a wrestling reference. This was my Cody Rhodes being uh, being hit with a belt by MJF, like just like hero story of needing to play through Garfield chart. (laughs) My God. Yeah. I I applaud your commitment. But also you didn't have to do that. Look, man, you don't know how much I love Garfield. <laughs> Were you aware that other games came out in 2013? <laughs> Look, I was locked in a cave for a little while, so no. Uh, I was locked in. Uh, I was locked in a closet at pausing. <laughs> I gotta check out this Grid Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I, I was writing those down. So like, Grid Two, Last of Us, got it, got it. Yeah, Grid Two. Yeah. So that was kind of my Garfield cut experience. Wow. Is like really legitimately like it's just like. And, and the motion sickness was so bad that I, like, still feel sick today. Oh, and wow. I'm like, honestly, kind of worth it. I'm glad I did that. If you feel slightly sick for a decade, was it worth it? What's your year cutoff? Is what it is one year? What is my year, year cutoff? Six months? Three Look, months? For, Gar- months? for Garfield, I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of my life, if I have motion sickness and it's caused by playing Garfield card, <laughs> oh. I don't know. That's like a funny story to tell people. So sure, why not? I'll do like it for my friend bit. at Target in middle school who scanned his eye with a laser scanner. And now just has a black dot in his field of vision <laughs> at the age of 38. Was it, was it a good bit? Was it worth it? Yeah, it was pretty funny. We all laughed at it. time for the review crew, right? Yeah, let's get into it. We've talked about this fucking game long enough. Uh, So we're going to say something positive about the game and then give it a numerical decimal rating. And um, I guess I'll go first since I just introduced this segment. Have I ever introduced this segment before? Yeah, you've done it before. Okay. You did great. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Something positive about... uh, Oh, man, we didn't even get into the music, and that's Uh-oh. a negative, so I can't use it. Music sucks. Uh, the music is so fucking generic. terrible, and it's like very short loops. Right. Um, poof, something positive. Uh, uh, I guess, I guess kind of like once VHS won over Betamax, mm-hmm. everything was just sort of released on a format, and everyone sort of agreed that this is the format that you use to watch a movie. In that way- I don't mind that it feels so much like Mario Kart because it's like, well, somebody nailed it. Let's yes. just use this yeah. format in some other way. So I felt a moment of joy when I drifted for the first time and it was instinctual as opposed to like learned behavior. I mean, it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it worked. Uh, that being said, uh, I'm going to give this game a two. Okay. Wow. Uh, I like that it, th- this is a positive. I like that instead of laps, it says rounds when you're very, very weird choice, but I find that kind of charming. 
uh, round two of three when you're when you're lapping the course. Uh, I will say I also like that this game does not have microtransactions. Feels like it's one that's mm-hmm. right for that because there's so many things to unlock and you unlock them with in-game currency. But as far as I can tell, there's no way to spend real money for the Garfield coins or whatever the fuck they I are. I thought it did. I thought that the Garfield coins were a microtransaction thing. I could be wrong on that, but like it just kind of like scamming it while playing it. I thought that that was it. It seemed like it seemed that way at first, at first glance, but. As I was playing it, I, I could unlock things just by collecting coins on the courses as I was as I was playing through it. So I believe there are no microtransactions. I, I, I can possibly be corrected. I will also say that speaking of your instinctive, just sort of like gameplay joy from just being something familiar, there was a thing that happened involuntarily, which is I won one of the cups and it's it, a thing popped up that said, you've unlocked Liz. <laughs> same, same, same. And I just sort of kind of kind of like naturally went like, yeah, just kind of pump my fist a little bit <laughs> without realizing it. So uh, yeah, I, I think this is a functional game. It's not great. It's not innovative. It's a ripoff. I'm going to give this a 4.8. Uh, Matt Apodaca. For me, look, I love I love Garfield. I think he's a great guy. I, um, great guy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's a man? No, Garfield. No, Garfield is a a male character. There was a lot of um, in the internet. There was a lot of like controversy about like what was Nermal's gender and also what was Garfield's gender. Mm-hmm. And I think that Nermal is official. Both of them are boy cats. I think so. Garfield is technically a man. No, that wasn't a gender thing. That was yeah. a species. Oh, thing. I thought he was yeah, a human. Yeah. Uh, he's one of my favorite men. Uh, <laughs> he's I, my I, hero. Yeah, I love him. I think he's. I think he's funny on paper. Like, I funny. mean, obviously, we talked about. It. I have notes, obviously, for. Uh, some of the tracks. Well, one, the pizza cup, hamburger cup, and what was the other one? The uh, ice cream cup. cup. Lasagna cup? Yeah. Ice cream's the only one of those things that goes in a cup. That's a good point. Pizza in a cup? Sucks. Call it something else. Um, It should be like the soda cup. Yeah. Water? be good. But I feel like you need (laughs) to- Coffee cup? Once again, if you you have the meeting that Heather was talking about where you're just like, what does everybody know about Garfield? He likes lasagna. Okay, great. Next meeting. It's like, lasagna needs to be in there as much as possible. Sure. But coffee cup would make more sense. One of the tracks could- I mean, it could be like Garfield cup, Odie cup. One of the tracks could have been Abu Dhabi. Like, you're sending him. Yeah, yeah. Same, same. I agree. What is- uh, you spend so much time in the desert. None of them are Abu Dhabi. No. So, you yeah. know what? Those are for you, Pazink. You can have those. But I'll say positive. I do like it. It is very funny to me. If, if, if it's not an intentional joke, uh, they should take credit for this. Uh, John would be the best driver because he's the only human being in the game. Uh, <laughs> or I guess Liz is in Liz the game. Is in the game yeah. uh, but the humans should be the best drivers because cats don't know how to drive. That's a good point. Wow. Somebody doesn't remember Toonses. <laughs> <laughs> I remember careening into ravines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he was a good driver. Yeah. He just but was he did, a driver. He did know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I, I'd rather just play Mario Kart, though, so I'm going to say uh, I'll give this a two as well. Wow. All right, Joey, go ahead. Um, okay, so um, to me, uh, this game was, you know, like it was a, it was an okay kart racer. Uh, you know, like as a fan of Mario Kart, I thought the mechanics were fun. Like Heather said, it was kind of boring. There wasn't really a ton going on. Everything about the game screamed generic, and it didn't really, um, like, uh, it, it just didn't. It didn't feel like an effective use of the Garfield brand for like all the fans of Garfield that like would be into this. Right. Um, also, the game literally made me play it while sitting on the bathroom floor, <laughs> ready to puke as I was finishing a, uh, a track. It, the game didn't make me do that. I made myself do it. But still, <laughs> the game put me in a position to do that. So and it made me feel a sickness that I still feel to this day. But 
It uh, uses the Garfield brand and gets pausing some money, so 10 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> Very high score. Yeah, yeah. Joey Cliff coming in hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I say? Put a Garf on it, and I'm on board. Wow. <laughs> uh, we did. You did mention it being this game had become a big meme, and I think that will tie in with our with the reviews we're going to read. But one thing on that topic, the Garfield uh, cart Wikipedia had been sabotaged, <gasps> and it told people that after the lasagna cup, you play through the penis cup. <laughs> so that is not true. It's not canon. Do not think that's a reason not to buy the game. I There's no penis cup. Anything on Wikipedia is canon. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was the reason Jim Davis took his name off of it. He was like, there must be a penis cup. <laughs> I'm a weird freak. Uh, all right. Hey, those are our thoughts, Heather, but maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. Now, this game has a 96% positive rating score on Steam. Yes. See, I agree with the people. Uh, and that <laughs> I, think is, that's, I think that score is too low. <laughs> and that's in large part because it did become a meme. Yes. And like everybody like uh, saying the game was good was part of a thing that people did. Um, I avoided Steam reviews as a result. I tried to find actual places where somebody might have actually had a positive thing to say about Garfield cart. So my first review comes from Google, <laughs> uh, and it is a five-star review, and it's one sentence, and it's just, Garfield is too quick, too thick. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think that the age of that reviewer is? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like they're either like five yeah. or like 95. <laughs> eight people found that review helpful. <laughs> I was disagree. all eight of them. <laughs> I did pull some Steam store reviews. I tried it was a it was a, a little bit of a of labor to find some that felt unironic. I feel like this one is unironic, but you guys can be the judge of this. This is a Steam store review by Kangasaur. Recommended on the Steam store. It says how long you play. This guy has 28.5 hours on record. Jesus. So he's uh, dug into this game. Okay, you know what? I was going to do something stupid like say, I'm done with this after I get platinum medals and all the time trials, but no, I'm done with Garfield Kart. I've been suffering for over a week to get 100% achievements, and I think that is a challenging enough task to do. There's a reason I never capitalized Garfield Kart. He's been writing in lowercase the whole time. It's because to me, it feels like it lets it stay a little bit delegitimized. The game isn't bad, you know. It sounds like it would be an expletive deleted game. It really, really should be an expletive deleted game, but it isn't. It's a full game, and I hate the, that fact. The reason I hate Garfield Kart so much is that I don't hate it. It's only when I'm sitting in this hotel room, people around me doing their homework or playing an actually cool game like Smash Brothers, and I'm sitting here trying to get a spring to get that last puzzle piece in the track. We didn't touch on puzzle pieces, but that's the thing that unlocks things. When I wonder what my life has come to, goodbye, Garfield Kart. I will miss you, and I will not miss you. The way I go after this is unknown, but is nice certainly going to be a better use of my time. Sincerely pained. Mad Apodoka. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, uh, I pulled this one off of Reddit. Uh, it is, um, it's a, it's a legitimate, uh, question with a legitimate response. Uh, and the post is, is Garfield cart actually good or a meme? I'm confused because hardcore reviews don't rate it very nicely, but the Steam page is full of reviews that look like jokes, but yet it has 9 out of 10 and is very popular. Is it good or is it all just a bunch of memeing around? I want to know if I should buy it, not be bombarded with jokes. And the reply is, buy it or I'll shit on your roof. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess that, like, that's sort of, that opens up just, like, an introspective question about, like, the nature of quality of entertainment, right? Mm -hmm. And that it's just, like, I don't know, we're all wasting our time with video games, so why not waste it with a garf? Like, <laughs> right. you know. 
This is a quick Steam store review by Skippy Dinglechalk. Not recommended. Zero out of ten. Odie exists. <laughs> Not an Odie fan. <laughs> and then I also got this, this. I pulled this from the Garfield Cart Wiki. Uh, so this is the this is the fan Wikipedia page, not the one that's actually on Wikipedia. And someone commented, FGN crew fan commented, all the comments here just say Garf. This is in response to a, just a I wall of Garfs. Yeah. And then someone replied to him, must be part of the strange meme thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that that's something that's very interesting about the Garfield fandom is um, – like there are legitimately like, you know, just like older people in their 60s yeah. and 70s online who are like unironically huge Garfield fans. Like there is a uh, there's literally like every two years a Garfield convention where collectors will like collect Garfield memorabilia and stuff like that. So there is like a scene around Garfield of just like people that grew up it grew up with it that are genuine fans. So I wouldn't doubt it if that was actually just like, you know, an older person that like loves Garfield and is like, why are people making fun of my favorite sassy cat? Well, I 100 percent think that's both of the both of these people are just genuine fans trying to figure yeah. it out. Uh, um, and I, then also I'll add that the, one of the popular user defined tags on the Steam store for Garfield Kart Furious Racing at the time of this record is hentai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. I wonder what like I wonder what just old school Garfield fans think of just like the sketches online of like Garfield fucking a lasagna. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, hey, that was maybe we're wrong. It's time for a segment. It's time for another edition of Fan Theory or Canon. I'll read a fact from a video game franchise, and the three of you can tell me if it's a fan theory or if it's in fact actually canon. And this week we're talking Pokemon. I was going to do Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing mm -hmm. is, is about to, the new one is about to come out for Switch, and there are animals in it, so it seems you know it seemed very cat related. But the fan theories for Animal Crossing are too dark, and they upset <laughs> me. Oh, <laughs> I heard them. Yeah. Look, so, I know all about Mr. Rossetti. Yeah. <laughs> It's very, uh, it's, it's, it's weird. It's very nihilistic. Uh, so this week we're talking Pokemon. So here, here we go. I'll read one. I'll read one of these. You tell me if it's, if it's canon or if it's a fan theory. First up, the Pokemon Yamask used to be a human and the mask it carries is of its own human face. Anyone can buzz in. Ding. Go ahead, Heather. That's canon. That absolutely is canon. Yamask is a spirit type Pokemon introduced in Pokemon Black and White from the Pokedex. These Pokemon arose from the spirits of people interred in graves. Each retains memories of its former life. Sometimes it looks at the mask of its own face and weeps. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love Pokemon. Yeah. Wow. Uh, next one. Human beings are just Pokemon without the ability to evolve. Ding. Go ahead, Joe. Fan theory. It absolutely is a fan theory. This is some, an explanation for Mashable. Humans can learn abilities, attack, and have to heal from injuries. The only reason human Pokemon are dominant is because they can build structures and create Pokeballs. That is the reasoning there, but it is not supported by... Wait, you mean to tell me that I'm not a Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> but there is Why does my dick look like this then? <laughs> there is a weird thing in the Pokemon cartoon where, like, there's an episode where Team Rocket gets trapped in a Pokeball, and then, like, come out of the Pokeballs, they can only say their names. So, like, I have a lot of questions about just, like, Pokemon science. Yeah, what is the <laughs> logic here? Yeah. Uh, ne uh, next one. Pokemon meat is a food source for people. Uh, ding. Go ahead, Joey. Uh, that is uh, true. That has been established as canon. Yeah, I think uh, the Magikarp, there have been, like, if you watch, there's, like, Magikarps on sticks and yeah. stuff. Yeah, slowpoke tails are a delicacy yeah, yeah. that sell for a lot. Next up. I eat everything that comes out of Snorlax. <laughs> <laughs> Wobbuffet's blue body is actually a decoy. 
Uh, oh. uh Canon. Matt, ding. ding. <laughs> uh, Matt, I, it, it, unfortunately, it is a fan theory. <laughs> this is from a, a user named Gaoshi, a quote, some fans theorize this is his explanation. There's a little tail on it that looks like a like a smaller Waba. Yeah. Yes, yeah. some fans theorize the blue portion of Waba Fed is not the actual body, but merely a decoy for the real body, the tail. This would explain why Waba Fed has such a high endurance for attacks. Several Pokedex entries add that it'll protect his tail at all costs, which would make sense if that's where his brain was. Uh, Waba Fed's eyes on its blue body never move or change shape, and the black tail always peeks out from behind, so it's plausible its real face is on its tail. To me, this seems very strongly supported, but the evidence is all circumstantial. Circumstantial. It is not confirmed. Well, there is. A, I mean, just like uh, Wabuffet as like a Smash Brothers character, or as a Smash Brothers drop. Like if you hit him, he like bounces back and hits you. So it does right. feel like he's a decoy. Yeah, I think I'm convinced of that. Yeah, I was gonna say Abadaga looks like he's gonna cry because he got a fucking Pokemon <laughs> thing wrong. I got it wrong, and I fucked up how to answer. I'm mad at myself. <laughs> Don't be. It's okay, buddy. Hey, man, I almost threw up playing Garfield Kart yesterday. <laughs> so I get you, man. We're in the same boat. <laughs> uh, last one, and this one may be obvious, but I think it's a good one to end on. Brock from the anime never opens his eyes because if he made eye contact with someone, they would turn to stone. <laughs> I'll, uh, I know the answer, but I'll let somebody else answer. Anyone? I'll answer it. Go ahead, Matt. Ding. Matt, ans- Matt wants to answer. Oh, boy. Really just garbled that. <laughs> so the many fuck ways. is happening over there? Fan theory. Matt, you are correct. Yeah. yeah. An explanation from you, Rizm, on Reddit, quote, Brock is from Pokemon and is cursed with the mystic eyes of the Gorgon, Medusa. If he opened his eyes and looked at someone, they would turn to stone. That is why he became a rock-type Pokemon trainer. You cannot turn stone into stone. There you have Interesting it. rationale there. Sources for this one, I pulled uh, 15 crazy Pokemon theories, fan theories by Joseph Walter for Screen Rant, and the 10 most bizarre Pokemon fan theories by Sarah Roncero Menendez uh, for Mashable. It's time for the question block. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. All right. This one is from at... Mikey Link on Twitter. In a cart game based on your life, what are the power-ups you pick up? Boy, this is an excellent Okay, so question. for me, it's lasagna. Pies <laughs> uh, I use as weapons. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I would think that my ability to even drive the car would be predicated on driving over a uh, prescription bottle of anti-anxiety medication. <laughs> So that'd be one of them. So is that a speed boost or no, that's just to get in. Yeah, that's just to get in. Your Mario Kart is like a train on rails and everybody's always in the exact same position at the beginning and Uh, end of the game. Yeah, I would do a train simulator. I wouldn't do a cart one. Uh, And then I've also, you can get a full bottle of red wine, which worsens your driving. (laughs) Great, great, great. I would want a power up that provided distance between me and the other players. Mm -hmm. So like, like it would be like a barrier just so I'd feel safe. Um, I feel like for me, my speed boost would just be the promise of a conversation with somebody about cats or pro wrestling. It's <laughs> like, oh, we can try faster for that. Uh, Matt, anything come to mind? Uh, I think that my speed boost would be the idea that I maybe left something on at my house and I'm just trying to drive back. <laughs> just like, oh, geez, oh, geez, oh, geez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your character's catchphrase is fuck, 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 yeah. fuck. <laughs> this one's from at Game Apartment. Since Garfield hates Mondays, raisins, and spiders, where does the How Did This Get Played crew stand on all three topics? How do you feel about Mondays, raisins, and spiders? 
Monday's Raisins and Spiders feels like the year 2200 version of Fuck, Mary Kill. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, the dystopian future yeah. where Raisin is to fuck, Monday is to marry, Kill is to spex. Yeah, that kind of works. Yeah. Yeah. It's announced from a, a monolith. <laughs> like, Everybody out of your houses. It's time to play. It's time to yeah, select your raisin. <laughs> I, I will say that uh, I... I don't like Mondays when I have a day job who would like them. I don't, you know, I, I mean, I, I'd rather not be working. Uh, so I'd say hate, I'd say hate Mondays, neutral on raisins, neutral on spiders. I find spiders scary, but I don't like to like, I'm not going to like stamp on a spider. If mm -hmm. I see a spider in my house, I'm going to try to usher him on his way out the door. You guys have heard the theory about why Garfield hates Mondays, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That no. it's it. He doesn't have a job. Yeah. So so what he really hates is that John leaves the house to go to work. It's actually extraordinarily yeah, it's very sweet when sad. You think about it that way. Yeah. Uh -huh. You've also heard that Garfield's dead, right? He died in like the early oh, yeah. 90s. That was actually that was uh, proved in a comic strip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where Garfield literally sees his own death. Yeah. <laughs> this is a real comic strip. Yeah, Jim yeah. Davis was going through some dark shit in <laughs> <Yeah>. 1992. <laughs> There's also uh, it's also proven in a comic strip that. Uh, John Arbuckle drinks dog semen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jim Davis has, a f it, it became such a thing that Jim Davis has gone on record to say that it was not dog semen, yes. but I think he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, if you would have asked me, if you have asked me as a kid, I would say, oh, uh, Garfield is my Bible, so I hate all of those things. <laughs> um, as an adult, I mean, let's see. I like raisins just because, like, I don't know, it's a, it's a healthy treat. Spiders, I don't really like that much. Mondays, I like because I'm spending it with you guys. I got bit by a black widow. Before then, I was really down with the spiders, but then I got bit by a black widow. And what happened? <laughs> oh, I feel like I heard about this. It, 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 it's on my Instagram. It fucked up my arm, and and oh, uh, yeah. did you have to like go to the hospital. Yeah, I had to go to the hospital, and uh, and, and was they, this was this a bit related injury? Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was like, "How much can I, can I piss off this black widow?" <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was uh, I was rehearsing for a sketch comedy group in a garage, mm -hmm. and I leaned against a wall and got bit by a black widow, and didn't oh know God. that I'd been bit by a black widow until two days later when I had red lines going all the way up my arm. Oh, Jesus. And so I went to the hospital and they were like, well, we're going to put you on a bunch of stuff and uh, and we're going to hope you, uh, you, 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 you can fight off this toxin that's in your blood now. Uh, but... Uh, there, you know, there's a possibility that like uh, if if that doesn't happen, we'll admit you to the ICU on Monday. And if that doesn't work, then you'd probably lose your arm on Thursday. Jesus. And I was no. like, holy shit. <laughs> the stakes are that high for a Black Widow bite. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was horrifying. crazy. Um, so I did like spiders and now I don't like spiders. Mm. Where do you stand on Spider-Men? Um, I, I mean, I guess I like... Uh, I like Miles Morales. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. a good Spider-Man. Um, I don't like Andrew Garfield, mm. which is ironic because today is Garfield Day. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Um, but I, I, who's the other one? Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire. Oh, I like Tom Holland and I liked Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 is great. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about Spider-Man 2 is like the best superhero yeah, movie. Yeah, it's really good. It's um, good. Where do you stand on the uh, launch PlayStation 1 game Spider where you play a, a robot spider? We should play it on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's great. Honestly, it's a really good platformer. Yeah. There's some wild launch titles. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's, let's take one more question, Matt. Okay. Uh, then this one. I'm going to do this one. This one's from Matt Stephen Ray Morris. Host uh, of the Percast. Yes. Yeah. I, was, I was on that a little bit ago. Stephen Ray Morris rules. Uh, Great dude. Stephen asks, 
Who would be better at video games? Cats or dogs? Oh, cats, no question. Hmm. Why, what is your argument for that? That cats fucking rule and dogs drool. <laughs> <laughs> dogs do drool. That I have no rebuttal for that. Yeah. Uh, Swish. Thing they're known for. <laughs> I feel like dogs get too excited about getting excited. Mm -hmm. So if if they did something good, they would lose focus on the sure. thing. Whereas I feel like a cat's energy is that it doesn't really care about the output of the thing, so it might be better at the thing. Also, I've seen that 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 video of a cat that figures out how a toy works. Mm. Like it's like a cat toy where if you push a lever, then a like a little uh, goblin comes out of a hole, mm -hmm. and you can watch it processing how it works, and then deciding that it does not want to play anymore. Well, they, they actually have <laughs> um, they have iPad games that are specifically designed for cats to play. Mm. So like cats understand video games, right? Like it, a lot of it's like simple stuff where it's just like fish moving in a lake, and cats will swat at it, and mm. like you know so. I don't know. Cats rule. Dogs rule. <laughs> <laughs> Again, dogs drool. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I'm I can't come yeah, back yeah. from that. But the uh, I, my argument for dogs would be that because of their because they can be obedient, I feel like they could learn a simple task, and I feel like they would maybe stay uh, on. A, like I feel like they're more likely to get quests done. They're more likely to get the main campaign done, whereas cats are going to meander and try to do all the side quests. I feel like cats. I, mean, I guess that like if we're talking about. Just from a controller standpoint, I feel like dogs, more dogs eat controls than cats eat controls. That's true. A dog may just eat the controller and that might, that might be hard to come back from. But if it was like a, v, if it was a VR thing, I feel like the dog would probably be better. Mm -hmm. But if it's like a control interface or like a touch screen, I feel like a cat would be better. I mean, let's be realistic. No, none of these cats and dogs are going to be play, playing video games. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's a chimpanzee in a VR uh, video that I've seen in the, yeah. and it's just interacting like it's in the real world. Whoa. That's fucking I feel awesome. like we're going to cut to 2300 in the world where like you have to choose between Raisin Monday or whatever <laughs> and cats are the best gamers. <laughs> well, that's a future we can all look forward to. Joey Cliff, thank you for so much for coming <laughs> on the show. Uh, at Get Played Pod, Get Played Pod at gmail.com if you have questions for us. Joey, what are your plugs? Um, yeah, th uh, thanks for uh, thanks for having me back legitimately of course, um, of course. let's see uh, my plugs um, follow me on Twitter at Joey Tainment um, follow me on Instagram at Joey Clift with like five eyes the reason for that's uh, a 12 year old took regular Joey Clift so now I just gotta add some eyes to my name <laughs> um, this is gonna be a weird plug that will make sense in a second so um uh, Tignataro uh, has done a bit on Twitter for a while where she's basically uh, had like a different comedian take over her Twitter account every day. Uh, a couple of months ago, she tweeted about how she was thinking about doing something different. So I tweeted at her basically to say like, hey, you should put more like natives on your Twitter account. And she said yes. So mm -hmm. she asked me to put together a full month of uh, native comedian, Native American comedians, um, artists, activists. And that's this month. So right. uh, follow me on Twitter, but also follow Tignataro on Twitter if you want to see a bunch of cool natives doing stuff. Cool. That's great. Um, and then uh, let's see other stuff I want to plug. Um, I actually bought a T-shirt specifically to be on this episode of this show. <laughs> oh, boy. He's so unbuttoning he unbuttoning, unbuttoning, unbuttoning it. So, so he's now the second naked man in the room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah uh, okay. So it um, it's from, T I think, T-Fury. It's got a picture of hey. Garfield. Oh, my God. It's got a picture of Garfield on it, but it says Neon Genesis Evangelion. Hey. <laughs> Very cool. So uh, this off-brand T-shirt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I was like, oh, that's the perfect thing to wear for this. That's great. Um, so, He's yeah. so smug looking on it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So buy this off-brand Garfield t-shirt. Cool. That's the do, you think, do you think Garfield watches subs or dubs? 
Wait, subs are, what is the, subs or dubs, what is the question? Oh, sub, subtitles or dubs. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, does Garfield watch subs or dubs? Yeah. Does he understand human language? I don't, I feel like he does, but also all of his, all of his ideas. Words are, are thoughts. Words are thoughts, yeah. Right? So he thinks in subtitles. Yes. So he would watch subtitles. That's my, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I think he's a subs guy. <laughs> he's definitely a, he's definitely a subs as in hoagies guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there we go. Famous that oh is the God. best note to end this on. No! <laughs> Matt, what's next week's game? Next week's game is TBD. We don't know yet, but once we do, we'll let you know. Hey, you know, we talked about Garfield Cart for like 90 minutes, and we didn't even talk about how Pookie, his teddy bear, isn't in it. Are, are you still... I'm sorry, I, I was packing up my bag. And Nick. we didn't even touch on how our, attractive Arlene is. I mean, that was the biggest issue for me is just like, how am I supposed to play this game with this f- my fucking boner blocking my laptop screen? Yeah, Nick, I'm 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 packing up. I'm fucking good. just rock hard the whole time. I'm, I'm trying to yeah, I'm, win I'm, the lasagna. That's I'm, not different every week. It's I'm just out the, the same. door. <laughs>